0: friends you're listening to the tabletop tales stories told collectively around well a table it is i your friend the melody keeper and i'm in the middle of story right now it is known as the quest for the best song to catch you up our heroes have just met the legendary dwarf dupont he has pointed our party in the direction of the Sturmsteins, a stone fuel he needs to power the Great Forge and repair Nature's Lyre. DuPont's hands command the familiar magic of old as he rips open the portal to a place known as the Blighted World. John, our Dungeon Master, chronicles this historic event. He goes He's over to the book, book again and kind of, of like, like, holds like holds his, his hands
1: hand over, over it and, and mumbles something. <laughs> <laughs> this big black portal just (laughs) opens up over the book. I walk straight in. We
0: walk through.
1: I
2: walk up to the portal and feel like a vibrating thing from my backpack and realize that the star fragment's kind of like shaking again. Mm. And I kind of like hesitate and then I step in.
1: DuPont kind of gives it like a a furrowed brow look at you and sees what's in your hand and then the portal closes as you (laughs) get beamed into the blighted world. You land on the Blighted Peak. As you turn around, you see like these stone steps that walk up to nothing, almost like a a re-entry into the portal, but there's no portal there anymore. Gotcha, okay. So you're in the Blighted world, and as you're looking around, you see just darkness in the distance. Mm. Behind you, you see a crimson lava sea, but down the Blighted Peak, you see these uh, big walls around a city and a path leading down to that. And there's a big spire in the middle. There's a bunch of like black rock, Buildings, there's no green in this land. It is all black, red, and purple. And then, way in the distance, past the city, you see this like absolutely massive hurricane with purple lightning. Oh, I've never seen such a
3: dark place. I frown deeply and walk down the path.
1: I follow Glunk. You guys all go down to the path. You get to a fork in the road. Straight ahead, it says Zalithax. And to the right, it says. YL and L. Oh my God. I know where I'm going.
4: (laughs) I'm going with you this time.
1: Nice. Run over to the YL and L. So that's a good bit of way. So you- um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm running. You get to the YL and L house and you see that the light is not on Mm. and the door is closed. I knock on the door. There is no answer. I try to turn the knob and see if it's unlocked. It is unlocked. I slowly creak the door open. You creak the door open very slowly. And- you see just a dark room with no one in there. All right, I push the door the rest
4: of the way open. Yeah.
1: Hello? I cast Produce Flame,
4: and I'm just holding a flame in my hand.
1: It illuminates the room. As you see laying on a desk, a map. Mine! And I go up and grab it. (laughs) You go up and grab the map, uh, and next to it there's a little pot that says, like, Donations? I only have four (laughs) gold, so I flip that in. (laughs) (laughs) You flip the four gold in, and below it you see a note that says, Thank you for visiting the Zalithak's Young Lads and Lasses house. Unfortunately, we have had a difficult time finding any employees willing to work at this location. We appreciate the kind hearts of all who donate. Sincerely, Trevor, CEO of the Young Lads and Lasses Club.
4: They think I have a kind heart.
5: Crispin having over 300 gold in his pouch (laughs) pats Willow on the back and says, you do have a kind heart.
3: (laughs) So I'm walking towards the city.
1: You walk through the black stone gates into Zalifax and see that all of the city's residents are tieflings, a humanoid race that are known for their demonic ancestry. They have curled horns, long forked tails, and their skin is shades of red, black, and purple. Okay. You keep walking until you see another fork in the road with a sign that says, straight ahead, the point, and to the right, the market square. I
3: look down towards the market square.
1: You go to south. Yeah, yeah. You guys go to the Market Square, and it's a very lively place. It kind of reminds you of Dagger's Edge. Uh, a lot of dark looking people.
3: Great. Um, I look around for uh, someplace selling armor.
1: Yeah, you see right next to this shop that says The Mirror Shop. It says Armor zarus Like the word armor and then Z apostrophe, Russ, Armor Zarrus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's- cool. I walk into the Armor Zarrus. And in there you have a full selection of Blighted World armor. Mm-hmm. Well, step right up. Blighted World armor here. That is, if you have the coin. Mister, you there. You two. You look like you're in need of armor, for the Blighted World is not a safe place.
3: I've got that. I'm looking for a little armor boost. You got any? Got anything that's not too heavy? Probably a little more protective than what I'm wearing right now.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, we have the Armor of Thorns right here.
3: What's that look like?
1: Just black. Very thorny black armor.
3: How big are these thorns?
1: They're probably about three inches long each. Wow, okay.
3: Um, I pondered the fact that probably wearing this will make me blend into the blighted world a little better and not be so obviously foreign. And, um, how much?
1: Well, let's see here. For a big fella like you, uh, 50 gold. Hmm, how about a trade? What trade you, sir?
3: How about something from the other side?
1: Ooh, the other side. He kind of hushes his voice a little bit. What'd you bring from the other side?
3: I've got this, and I hold out the Dagger of Bright.
1: It shines really bright. Mm -hmm. Oh, put that away, sir. I shield it. I'll accept your trade. However, we mustn't speak of this
3: trade. I slide him the covered Dagger of Bright.
1: Takes the covered dagger, and then just, like, pushes you the Armor of Thorns, AC Mm -hmm. of 20. Hell yeah. You, Mr. Angel.
2: I actually have a question. Do you have to know what this is? And I open my pouch and I show him the glowing star fragment.
1: Ah, oh, what's this? A star fragment. Hmm. Well, I don't know anything about that, but hmm. I know someone who might.
3: Hmm. Where can we find him?
1: There's an astronomer that lives on the top floor of the tower in the center of town. I bet he could help you out.
3: Thank you. And I put it back in my bag.
1: Nice. Uh, we cut over to
4: Willoughby and Crispin. Well, Crispin, I'm sure Glonk went towards Zalithax. We should probably catch up with them, huh? Let's do it. And we head toward town.
1: <laughs> so you find Glonk and Seth, and they've just exited the uh, Armors RS. And you see Glonk in his shining, spiky new glided armor. And then you see Seth.
2: I'm ripping my mango jewel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is
4: there anything else in the market circle that looks like other shops or anything? There's a shop that says the mirror shop.
1: Yep. And then there's uh, Armors R Us, and then of course a bunch of other shops. But Those are the two that you can see right in front of you. Okay,
5: and I go into the mirror shop.
1: Yeah, I don't have any gold, so I'm just kind of following around. (laughs) Nice, you go in there and uh, you see this um, bearded gentleman, and he says, gentlemen, welcome to my mirror shop. How can I help you?
5: Say, this is the first city that we have been to that has had a specific mirror shop. What give? I feel like this is a, uh, pretty niche trade. <laughs> so why the Blighted World? What's the significance of this place?
4: What involvement does this have in our search for the Sturmstein?
1: <laughs>
4: Say that again? The...
5: Involvement.
4: <laughs> no,
2: I think you meant Sturmstein.
4: Sturmstein.
2: Yes, yes uh, so... You seek
4: the Sturmstein. Stein. Sorry, I Stein. keep getting the dialect Stein. wrong. Uh, we're looking for a
1: Sturmstein. Sturmstein. What do you know about? Well, you see, the only people that looked for the Sturmsteins were the dwarves. when I mean, they would enter this world, uh, but they haven't come here in quite some time. Yeah, they all got turned to stone. Stone. Huh. That explains the big cycling storm over the Sturmstein quarry.
5: So sure, that hasn't
1: been there. No, it's... It's a recent thing for the blighted world. Uh,
2: has anything else changed besides the storm? Have you noticed anything?
1: Well, it's ever since the storm started growing over the uh, quarry in the uh, Cauldron Lake, down south of here, it's overflowing.
0: What's it filled with?
1: Acid rain. Mm. Ow. So I don't think the lake keeper has done anything. Mm. Matter of fact, I haven't seen him in a while, but mm. if you do seek Sturmstein, potentially, you could uh, get rid of this storm for us lingering over Sturmstein Quarry. However, you will need this. He kind of goes into the back and pulls out this old school mirror with like spots all over it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And it just looks like a normal old mirror with like a, a nice little border. He's like, you'll need this This mirror of Cauldron Lake. What does that do? I touch it. You touch it and hear screams. It, no one else hears it. Don't touch that! Did you hear screams? Yeah, I heard terrible screams! I think we should not touch things. that don't belong to you. That's
3: a good idea, probably, Willeb. I have a cloth over
1: this, so I don't touch it myself. Why would we need that? The lake keeper can tell you what to do with this. Hmm. All I know is only to give it to the people in search of the Sturmstein in their darkest hour. This lake keeper.
3: You said he hasn't been seen in some time. Where would we find him?
1: The last time I saw him, he was headed towards the tower in the center of town called The Point. He said he had to talk to the angel who lives on the second floor, but I haven't seen him since. There's another angel in the Blighted World? What are the odds of that? I'll part with this mirror, only on the promise that you save the Blighted World and rescue Zalifax.
3: I carefully take it from his hands. And say, we'll restore the blighted world. Excellent. Thank you for your help.
1: Yes, and uh, be careful of that acid rain. Even a few minutes in the rain can kill a man. Uh, and then send you on your way.
4: I walk out. And we
1: head to the point. You walk into the center of town and see the point. It's this huge black spire that looks to be ancient. Parts of it are crumbling and decaying, but the top of the tower has been replaced with a massive telescope that looks brand new. I walk straight in. You walk inside and see an empty room. There are some bones on the ground and strange demonic markings on the wall. You also hear distant sound of people screaming in pain, echoing from the walls themselves.
4: Hey, is anybody else hearing these screams?
1: I know. Yes. Any stairs in, in the room or anything? There are stairs that lead up upwards. I go upwards. You go up the stairs and uh, it's, a, it's like an old bedroom of sorts. You see a painting of this halo-shaped world spinning in space, and then another painting of rows of farms and fields of wheat And then there's one last painting of two angels holding farming tools. They look super familiar to you, Seth, but you can't figure out how you know them. I walk
2: over to the picture, I look at the picture for a really long time, and I'm like, do y'all know these people?
3: I'd walk over to the angel picture and say, hey, these kinda look like you.
2: Oh my God, yeah. Wait, something about that seems so familiar. I, I don't know.
3: The smith in the market said there was an astronomer who lived upstairs here? Maybe he would know something about that star fragment. What else is in the room?
1: You look around, and as you look around, you hear this scream coming from another room.
3: Whip my head around to the scream. Where's it coming from?
1: It's coming from above you.
3: Is there a way up? Mm-hmm. I pocket that picture of the farmers.
1: We run upstairs.
3: Draw my sword. Run upstairs.
1: You run upstairs, and you get to this room, and you see this uh, humanoid thing. Okay. Okay. Just like huddled over in the corner, just like <laughs> blinded
6: <laughs> Here, the storm, the storm, yes, yes,
3: I did this. I'm here. I glance at Seth, hoping he knows what to do. I look clueless mm. and seem a little terrified. <laughs> look around at the others.
5: Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, are you okay? Hey, we heard
6: your scream. you hear my scream.
1: You. I, I, I know you. He points at Crispin.
6: You. You. Crispin,
1: <laughs> uh, Alliance Commander Sparricks. <laughs>
3: I'm now staring at Crispin.
1: You can uh, now make out that he has wings too, oh. and they look like Seth's.
3: Ooh, what happened to you?
6: It's
1: me, Crispin. <laughs> <laughs> I once served beside you, <laughs> now I <laughs> serve a new cause. He reaches out a hand. It's like the sickly hand, ghostly in coloration. You can see his bones. It is me. Angel grandma. <gasps>
6: oh,
1: grandma. <laughs> you can't be
5: grandma. My old friend. What happened to you, ma?
4: <laughs> you come you've come to get me out of this place, haven't you? Yes. Let me kill again. Oh, oh, oh maybe not. Uh, who are you trying to kill? Everyone. Oh, Everyone. we might leave you here then. No. Bring me. Bring me. I must do what I came to do. I must do what they told me to do. What he told me to do. The the frost mage? Is that who you're talking about? <sighs> is that is that what he calls himself?
1: <laughs> but this this letter you wrote it to me to help stop the frost mage. Now you want to kill? He kind of just like focuses in, grabs out. it from uh, your hands, wrinkles it. <laughs> yes, this is my handwriting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was hundreds of years ago. You,
6: you, you finally got my letter.
1: <laughs> I did.
6: Well, you're too late. I'm
1: not the naive man I was back then. No, no, my eyes haven't last been opened. <laughs>
6: but once I get out,
1: oh, once I get out.
5: Who's keeping you here?
6: That's a good question.
5: Who is keeping me
1: here? Do you Do want to know the real answer? answer?
4: Y- yes, maybe.
1: Myself! <laughs> he claps. <gasps> the chamber fills with smoke. And he vanishes. Oh, what the? Can <laughs> you hear a- <laughs> As it fades away.
3: You have some explaining to do, Crispin.
1: He was somebody that stood side by
5: side with me. And acted like that? No, no, he's changed. Mm. I don't know, I've, I've never seen an angel act like that. Grandma that I knew was royal. Uh, it's a weaker, broken shadow of... grandma that i once knew as, as an alliance
4: commander i don't like this seth do you know this grandma no
2: i don't personally but i know what he's going through
4: well seth you are
5: far more
2: available we've both fallen we're both broken but when i fell i just felt lonely and confused maybe grandma felt the same at some point but it's turned into hatred and vengeance
4: I mean, sure, you both have featherless wings and broken halos, but you're not crazy or murderous like he is.
2: Angels don't fall for no reason. Something has to cause it. Maybe he can remember what happened to make him fall. Maybe it drove him insane. Maybe that's my fate, if I remember what happened to me.
4: Don't say that. We wouldn't have gotten this far without you, Seth.
2: (sighs) You're right. Thanks, Willub. Let's go.
4: And I walk up the stairs. Hey, it's
3: Cam. Let me tell you about another podcast, The Rob and Rich Show. You see, there's two guys. There's Rob and there's Rich. Rich is a literal green beret and Rob is a retired Explosive Ordnance Disposal Technician. Now, if you want to get into the mind of these two nearly but not exactly. 40 year old men. And here, whatever is on their minds, you need to listen to the Rob and Rich show. You may be legally required to listen to this show. Let, let, let me just let me just take you through some of these titles of their episodes, right off the top. First one that pulls up on Spotify. You stupid cunt. Next. Eddie fucks up all the jokes. Going down. Bestiality is bad? Okay. Properly clean your chocolate starfish. Guys, this is the information that needs to be spoken about. People are not discussing this enough. Two guys, Rob and Rich, they have a show. Rob and Rich Show. It is on wherever you listen to podcasts. Need I say more?
1: You walk up the stairs to the top floor of the tower and you find yourself in the observatory you saw from the outside. There are books strewn all over the floor and big bronze gears turning as the giant telescope rotates around the room. Looking through the telescope is a humanoid owl wearing bifocals and dark blue robes. He seems really focused on what he's studying through the telescope.
4: Am I interrupting? <laughs> well, well, what?
5: No, God, Blast. I was... <clears throat> I nearly had it this time, you know, I did. I, blast I've been chasing this comet for centuries What it seems like I... Well, well no, yes, yeah. <laughs> Say, who goes there? Uh,
4: I'm Willob. Uh, Willow Willowbelly. And I hold out my hand to shake his hand.
1: His, oh. his <laughs> feathery sneeze shoots feathers and whatnot at you.
4: Well, I suppose
5: you came to see this. And he pulls a lever and... <laughs>
4: <laughs> ceiling opens up to stars in the
5: blighted world. Well... Absolutely beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, stars, they tell all, they know all, they've seen all. (sighs) This blasted storm is starting to obstruct my view, though I can't quite figure it out. I know there's a a root in the storm, is an eye, and a figure, dark figure, and I can't quite solve it. (sighs) Walking around pacing just like... Picking up different sized telescopes, like, trying <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, like, see... <sighs> I don't suppose that's where you're headed, is it? Unfortunately, I think it is. Ah, well, everybody around here says the lakekeeper's is the only one he knows how to clear this blasted squall. Lake Keeper, is <clears throat> not been seen as I was saying... Uh, Nearly an age people thought he was taken some people thought he was (laughs) in these dungeons (laughs) (sighs) He's the key to crossing the lake getting through the acid rain and trying to see what's in this uh, blasted storm
3: He's supposed to be here.
5: Well as I say I never really leave this whole place well, I would check downstairs. There's plenty of labyrinth and dungeon down there to
4: keep you busy for years. Well, thank you. Uh, well, we'll go find the lake keeper then, and hopefully we can get this storm cleared up and you can get back to your star watching. Hi, right, thank you. I'm looking for a, <clears throat> well, they called
5: it a Prophecy's Comet. <laughs> they say it's now closer than ever, <laughs> Prophecy's Comet set to align with some big historical moments that has to do with so-and-so in our world and eternity and whatever. Something that surely will be written in the stars.
2: Um, speaking of stars, I found this fragment of a fallen star. It feels important, but I don't know why. Do you know anything about this?
5: Bah, what? A fragment of a fallen star, you say? What a magnificent specimen. This truly is a special find. Let's see. I brought some books with me from the library back home. I think I had one about fragments just like this one. Hmm. So this owl begins blustering and huffing and puffing all around this very ornate astronomer's study, and he's turning over scrolls and pulling out <laughs> drawers. He's flapping his big feathery wings to race himself up a few feet and look through the books that are on the wall, picking them out with his talons, throwing them over his head. No, 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 not here, not here. But it seems as if he's not able to find this book that he's looking for. Now, that's curious. I've never lost a book. Perhaps, but no, no, well, maybe. Maybe what? Well, you see, my uh, my neighbor downstairs is a bit mad, you see. It sounds absurd, but perhaps he nebbed it while I was out. I do my best to keep my distance, but, well, I, I wouldn't put it past the man.
2: Hmm. Well, thanks anyways.
5: If you are going to be crossing the Acid Lake looking for the lake keeper, I'm certain you will be possibly needing these ruffling through drawers. (laughs) Yesterday, tomorrow. And he seems to get distracted, forgetting what he's looking for, and just freezes and stares up at the sky, blinking and I I look up where he's looking.
3: I gave him a firm poke in the
1: chest.
5: Hey! Reaches out and hands them a pair of golden binoculars. Hmm. Uh, sure. Wow! Hey, I said to give sight to those who are not used to this sort of underworld thing. Head downstairs. Check the labyrinth. Hold close to those binoculars. Hopefully they will be for you in times of distress.
4: I take him and I I turn to this owl man and I say, well, thanks for all your help. Uh, I don't think I caught your name. No, oh, no, too much to do. Too much
5: to see. Too much to behold. As he like raises up on, like a mechanical like, platform. Yeah, so
1: the owl just kind of goes up into like the sky and you just can't talk to him any further. Hey,
5: what? Uh, What's to see? What's to do? What's to tell? I say, maybe, maybe we'll see you around sometime. Crispin says, There's something about this guy. <laughs> and he walks up to what looks like his main desk and leaves a crystal teardrop pin.
3: And I walk back downstairs. Uh-huh.
1: You walk back downstairs to the room with the painting of the angels, and this time you notice a bookshelf with a single book on it.
4: I go pick it up.
1: You pick it up and see that it's called Fallen Stars for Broken Angels, a self-help book.
4: Well, what does it say?
2: It says, The night sky above Harborn is full of magic and life. In fact, the great angels of the halo world Elysium born from these stars long ago they are a noble and holy race but every now and then an angel can lose a part of themselves in a process known as falling falling can be caused by a traumatic event a dark decision or many other things this missing piece will often take on the physical manifestation of a broken star some believe that these star fragments may possess the power to restore a fallen angel to their former glory but only if they are brave enough to face whatever caused them to fall in the first place.
4: Wow, that's a lot. But that's good news, right? You have your star fragment. You could be a full angel again, right?
2: But I don't remember what caused me to fall. I've been this way for as long as I can remember. What if remembering breaks me, like grandma?
4: Oh, I see. Well, whatever you decide to do, we're all on your side. For sure. But right
3: now, we have to find this lake keeper so we can get the Sturmstein.
4: Yeah, we
1: keep moving. You keep going down the stairs, all the way past the level you entered on, down into the basement of the building, and you see a plain room with not much in it except for an old elf dressed like a bolero, sitting (laughs) in a rocking chair, rocking back and forth, back and forth, mumbling to himself. (laughs) Hello, sir. We're looking for the lake keeper.
6: Lake keeper.
1: Yes.
4: Would you know where he is? Lake keeper. Are you identifying
5: as the lake keeper? The lake. I keep the lake. Oh!
4: The
3: lake keeper. Hello. Nice. Lake keeper. What have you been doing down here for so
4: long? Don't you know that your lake is running amok? Very unkept.
1: He kind of looks over at Blonk and goes, two scoops of sugar and a little bit of yeast. And then he kind of goes back into his chair. You haven't been dealing with the frost mage, have you? No, Mom, I told you, I'll come to dinner in a second. <laughs> hey, <laughs> gentlemen, you've come to play a little gin with me. Like rummy? Rum, I like rum. Uh, uh, you can kinda tell by now that he's a very like forgetful, senile, old, like, gaucho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who threw you in there? Hmm, I do love playing catch. Gatekeeper.
4: The gatekeeper threw you in here. The
1: gatekeeper. I'm the gatekeeper. also the gatekeeper. Oh, you're also the gatekeeper. <laughs> mm. The mirrored world.
4: The, the mirrored world.
3: Mm, yes. I pull out the mirror. Ah, oh, right, right. <laughs> Holding onto it
1: with the cloth,
3: I hold it up to him. Does this mean anything to you?
1: He stops rocking, comes to a halt, directly looks at it, he's like, The mirror of Cauldron Lake.
6: I'm the lake keeper. I guard the lake, the portal that lies underneath the lake.
3: Mm, yes, now we're getting somewhere. He's kind of just staring at it still. Lakekeeper. Lake keeper.
1: Lake keeper!
3: How long have you been down here?
1: Oh, I've been down here quite a while.
3: Do you even know what's going on with your lake? My lake,
1: I must get back to my lake. Yes. He stands up and just starts walking out and just walks away, walks up the stairs and starts heading towards Cauldron Lake. Oh, oh, follow him, I guess.
3: Put the mirror back in my pack and follow him to the lake.
1: gets all the way to Cauldron Lake, the acid rain is raining, Um, and you can see him like pulling up his poncho, Mm. he has his hat Mm. on, and then he uh, is standing outside of his little shack and goes, home, sweet home, goes to a rocking chair and just goes back to rocking in a rocking chair. Uh,
3: Is is it raining acid on us right now?
1: This acid rain is literally only covering the lake and a little bit outside the lake where the the shack is, Mm -hmm. but you can still get to the shack without really taking acid damage.
3: All right, walk back up to him on the porch, pull the mirror back out, and say, Lakekeeper, what does this do? Lakekeeper,
4: hmm,
6: yes, the song to tame the skies. Okay. Yes. Ha!
1: He kinda like snaps out of it for a second. Mm-hmm.
6: Four. One, two, three, four. Yes. What are, you, what are you guys doing here? We're
5: trying to get to the center of the storm.
1: Oh, that storm? Yes. Yes. It's no ordinary storm. There's a great beast in the center of it. He used to be a nice beast back before the storm, but then the angel came and brought the storm with him, but, but first he, he went into the lake. Yes, yes, said, said, uh, said, said, a, said, said a voice was, was calling him from down there, down in the, in the mirrored world. The mirrored world?
4: But how many worlds
1: are there? Oh, there's many worlds. Yes, many worlds, it oh. says. But this one is just below our feet. It's, it's a cursed world. Even more cursed than this one. Long ago, there was a demon general known as the Conqueror. He waged war on Harborn from here in the Blighted World. That's how everything got so blighted. But he lost the war and retreated deep beneath the surface into the mirrored world to hide. A group of us found the entrance and sealed it centuries ago. And I've stayed here the whole time guarding it. We've covered the gate with the lake. And now I keep them both. Okay, so this magic storm, you
4: think this Conqueror Demon guy might know how to stop it?
1: Yes. Well, he would. But the voices told me that another demon has taken the Conqueror's place. They call him the Usurper.
4: The Usurper Demon? The
3: voices? Oh, never mind. The entrance. We can unlock it with this mirror, I can
4: assume.
1: Well, you have to place that um, at the bottom of the lake... But the lake is flooded. So we have to drain the lake. Drain the lake with, uh... Yes, I remember, um... You need a song. Um, but I don't necessarily remember what you need in it. Um, yes. Perhaps, um... You there. Get me my guitar. <laughs> uh, the, the only thing I remember is this, this
6: old song. Um, uh, l- let's see. What, what did he sing? I, 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 it was a song. It was just the song to tame the skies. Ooh. Uh, but, but it wasn't the actual song. But oh. it, it was Clues. <laughs> <laughs> Below the cauldron lake Lies a world of great unknown Enter if you dare For not even evil calls it home I am but the keeper of people and creatures that try to pry the door free I try and stop them and yet they rush to the bottom without knowing they need a key You have to play a song, an ancient song To tame the skies before your eyes The skies will fade away and show the path you The words of power I give you The words you need be Slinky and gaudy Crispin is (laughs) like Scrambling to take notes (laughs) And start the tune with this phrase The gods have given me And you
1: (laughs) Yep Mm -hmm. (sighs) He's about to like fall off his rocking chair And then Glonk catches him (sighs) The phrase is
6: Brandishing her ladle, my mother was stern. Now finish the song with this next phrase, or you'll sure to burn. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. now, now let's see that that last line. Uh, oh, take that, you Bellarine.
4: Wow. Any questions? Could you go over that uh, last uh, phrase
3: again?
5: Crispin says, enough. He's done enough. And I walk outside to the very edge of the acid rain, and I sit down, cross-legged, and put my banjo across my knees.
1: A calm breeze has started to blow. Crispin takes
5: a deep breath, feels the refreshing air, opens his eye, and looks into the sky.
1: just, the song to Tame the Sky. You know it. You, you. You, mister. You.
6: You. Crispin bow
5: It's one of my favorites.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, now have mastered the song to Tame the Sky. You, you can play that at any time to change the weather of the surrounding area. Wow. <laughs> just as you play that, you hear a... <laughs> Of thunder as the acid rain starts to let up and the clouds start to peel off. You see the red sun beat down on this lake, evaporating it almost immediately. As you see the lake just start to lower in water level, you finally can look into the lake and see like there's this little like stone slot for a rectangular piece.
3: I begin to walk down towards the slot
1: you kind of slide down.
3: Slide down towards this lot and I pull out the mirror, see if it looks like it would set in.
1: You set it down and it magically locks into place. Mm. Right as you put it down, the mirror fades into the stone and you see a reflective surface that looks like another portal that leads deep below the surface of the Blighted
3: World. Mm. I glance over at the lake keeper.
1: The lake keeper's kind of standing there as he's fully regained a lot of his memory about yeah. this thing. Gentlemen. Be careful in that world. You will encounter a lot about yourselves. People who've gone in have become totally different people when they've come out. I go, adios, caballero. Hasta luego, muchacho.
3: I draw my sword and dive in.
1: We follow Glonk
4: into the mirrored world.
0: uneasiness finds its way into our story and within our heroes what they find in this mirrored world has yet to be realized if you are enjoying this story as much as i am please help me reach other guests like you by sharing this podcast with your friends and rating or reviewing us you can follow the tabletop tales now on tiktok at Underscore the tabletop tales, or the table talk tales. That is right. Videos and new content almost every day about our heroes and their journeys in harborn You can also keep up with the tabletop tales at our usual spots on Instagram and Reddit at underscore the tabletop tales, on Twitter at underscore the tabletop, on Facebook at the tabletop tales. Or you can just visit our website, www.thetabletoptales.com. If you would like to be known by name by the Melody Keeper and become a part of this podcast, or would like to partake in dear Harbonian treasures, like curated recipes, songs from our world that have not yet even been heard, or even untold stories that appeared to have been lost... I suggest you look further upon our Patreon page, where many exciting Harbonian treasures await you. Find it at patreon.com backslash the tabletop tales. Now, in this movement, our dungeon master was John Fusner. Seth was played by Drew Baumel. Crispin Whisperix was played by Chris Chaput. Glock Dawkins was played by Cam Marigold. Willow Willowbelly was played by Kyle McCann. Additional voices by Chris Chappu and John Fusner. Sound editing by Kyle McCann and Cam Marigold. Sound design by Kyle McCann. Movement mixing by Drew Wommel. Score mixing by Cam Marigold. Original score by Christopher Chappu and John Fusner. We'll see you next time at the Tabletop.